Hi, everybody. I'm Scott Case. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Upside, and I'm delighted to have you at uh, our next Founders Focus episode. Uh, we're joined today by uh, Vinny Neris, who is the co-founder and chief revenue officer at InEvent. And uh, we're going to talk about the challenges of when your business hits a point where you you run off into hyper growth mode and um, all the challenges that, that you face in that mode. But um, like most overnight successes, there's no such thing as an overnight success. So um, in event has been around a bit. So let's actually start with that. Vinny, tell us kind of what you were doing right before you started in event and then what prompted the start of the company and a little bit about the journey so far. Nice. Thank you, Scott, for having me. It's a pleasure to talk with you and your whole audience. So uh, I started the, the, my journey um, 2013. I was in college trying to figure that out. Like that moment, you try to figure that out. What are you going to do for the rest of your life? <laughs> or at least after you leave college. And I realized that I, I would like to build something. Like I don't want to just go and work for somebody else. And I started to look to multiple options of ideas. What are the things I can build? Uh, and one thing I knew, I knew that I, I was not a good developer. So I realized that I needed to meet people that will be able to be partners. And I was very lucky to find the two best developers in my college. And, and also a second important thing is the market. Where are you located? Where is your market located? This is very important to build a successful company. So I... I migrate from Latin America to the US to first find a good place to uh, learn about how to build company, how to build a technology company. I know like technology company was the, the next big thing. Anything that you want to uh, create a hyper growth uh, should be a, a tech company, ideally. So I came to Silicon Valley in 2016. I, I went to Draper University and over there, I had a bunch of ideas. One of them were going to events. Like we as an entrepreneur, we go to a bunch of events. You also host events to create your own networking. So I was hosting events in my college. I was going to events all the time. And we were looking to find people with problems hosting events. So from that moment, people start to pitch me and say, what if you build an app like this to me and my co-founder, like Pedro, uh, it's the InEvent CEO. He started in event in the first place. And when I found him, when I met him and say like, uh, this guy has a great uh, background, like the founder men mentality, has the entrepreneur mentality. I can definitely help him to grow this business. So uh, in 2018, we, we built the company here in the US. We started to pitch to a lot of accelerator programs like Techstars, Y Combinator, uh, uh, tech, um, the, the wave in, in, in Tampa Bay, like the Tampa Bay was a great community to start our business there. So that was the, 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 the first place, the ground where we start to develop the product, to meet people, like you needed to find people with the same problems to you. So we go to conferences all the time to understand what's going on. So you've gone through a lot of changes over that time period. So tell us a little bit about kind of the first product that you felt like you had product market fit around and then 
how the business evolved and then what, what caused you to get into this hyper growth mode as best you can tell us? Yes, yeah, so the, the hyper growth comes with a real product market fit. In the beginning, we are developing uh, mobile app features. So at the time it's still like mobile app and even white label app was really big. So people were asking all the time, I want to have my conference mobile app. And we start to build that and create some momentum to us. And it, this integrated with other pieces of the event, such as the check-in process. So when people were going to the event, they want to check in with the mobile app using a QR code and have the whole agenda there to follow what's going on. So this first suite was very important to understand the, the conference landscape, what's really matters uh, in the first time. But in the same moment, we were realizing a lot of customers were streaming their, their events. Uh, before COVID, we didn't have like a, the same environment like now that everything is a virtual, virtual. But before, we already had the live streaming company as part of our suite. So we were seeing this as an important aspect. And so when COVID hit, even before, we really got the CDC message about the pandemic here in the US we realized that because customers in Europe or customers in other countries, they started to cancel their events. And we just discussed that. I, re I remember like today, look into our business and, and say like, uh, if we don't completely focus on the live streaming component in the virtual event aspect to build a, a great virtual lobby experience, we, we won't be able to thrive. All the events will cancel but they, they will move to online. Like we will see this happen in the near future. And that's where exactly happened. Uh, all our customers, they came to us and say, I want to cancel my contract or I want to make this contract available for two years or more so I can use after the pandemic. But we were not just waiting. We was quick to keep developing the right features and ask for feedback every day. And even using ourselves, it's very important for you to use your product every day. If you're not uh, tasting your own product, it's important to create a, a real product market fit. So that's what we were doing. Like uh, March last year, we host our own virtual event conference with uh, some speakers online. Uh, a lot of things didn't work well, but that's the way you can see this is what we needed to fix. This is what we should work on. And that starts like this hyper growth in the next following weeks and months. Do you think that if, if the pandemic had been more muted, let's say it lasted only for a few months, as many of us thought it might when it first hit, do you think that the business would have experienced that same level of hyper growth or, or did the virtual events allow it to accelerate because you could just have many more of them? There were more customers you were, could reach them more easily. Like, Speculate a little bit about what the what the levers were in in, in your mind. Yeah, it's a good question. Like, uh, I think it was a combination of the two things. So first, because of the pandemic was going on and on. Uh, but also we see, because in the beginning, we saw most of like a medium market and small companies. They was quick to react. So everyone changed to let's go to online and let's find a real online event platform not just using Microsoft Teams or Zoom or WebEx. So first was a lot of uh, middle market coming to us and say, I want to use that in the first weeks of the 
pandemic and moving forward. And now, like uh, in this year, one year later, we saw now the big companies are going to the market and look like a Zoom is not enough for me. We still needed to use Zoom. We still needed to use Microsoft Teams for a specific use cases, but they don't deliver a real event experience. Events is all about like uh, the the reality uh, among the, the the whole audience to see it's something new. Like uh, if people were just open Zoom or Microsoft Teams again, this initial uh, taste, this initial experience, just they don't have this expectation. So of course you can deliver great events uh, with those uh, corporate tools, but uh, they were not uh, they were not built for that. Uh, and InEvent was built for uh, professional conferences for enterprise events. So that's why we see this compounding, right? Like the pandemic aspect, the fact of um, that lasts for a long time. And also because everything is virtual, we needed to deliver more video. We have this, um, this confidence and also the comfort to deliver things worldwide. So that compounds to our growth along the time. So you, you, you talked about, you know, kind of what accelerated it. Do you think you were prepared for that hyper growth? You've been in business for a while. So obviously running the business, but uh, you know, you talked a little bit about uh, the business growing by 50 times in year over year. Um, so that's a massive change. That's not a modest change in in the growth. You're you're talking about accelerated growth rates of, you know, basically like 50 to 100 percent month on month to to get up that curve. How are you and your co-founder like keeping the wheels on the business as you go and? Uh, you know, identifying any flaws and challenges in the business that might be hidden by that growth where, you know, if you were in a slower growth, they might be more visible to you. Yeah, let, let's be honest, like, uh, yes and no, like, uh, especially it's a first time entrepreneur, like a building a hyper growth company. I think if you already did this before, you kind of understand what are the paths. Um, so you are more prepared because it was our first time having this hyper growth, there was uh, a lot of things we were not expecting. And even uh, right now, there are a lot of things we see, some challenges that uh, we are not expecting. And now we are able to fix it. Because we had a very strong uh, ground in terms of our values as a co-founders, because the most important thing is first, the, the, the founders of the company. We must be very, very aligned and trust on each other, trust in the other decisions, because you won't be able to take all the decisions. You won't be able to uh, discuss every one of the, the, the things. But uh, we work hard. One of the things we, we have been done uh, since the beginning is like uh, our Sunday meetings. So Sunday night, when it's that day, like uh, no one is doing nothing, uh, you are just like uh, lazy. We spend one hour at least every Sunday talking about the past week, what were the problems we faced and how we're gonna uh, address those problems. So this is something that worked very well for us. We were uh, lucky to be uh, young guys. I have my wife now and some Sundays I needed to skip today. Like I, I needed to tell the guys like uh, I have a dinner with my wife, uh, but uh, that helped us a lot to get prepared for this moment. 
And, and also you must be looking for this. We were looking for this uh, to face this moment, to face this hyper growth. So when that comes, of course we will struggle. Of course we had uh, problems, but uh, we were living our dream. Like we were living that we were planning uh, our last uh, years, like our seven last years to be in this moment. So you are not like, uh, you're never uh, ready for this, especially when it's uh, like the first time. But uh, if you, as we mentioned, like this is not a, a night a night over success, you have been working with your company, with your founders and build a great team. So we were able to find great managers. Uh, we hired a lot, a great people to be part of this. Like they really embrace this challenge. They really, uh, think about an event as their own company, as something they're, they're really building together because this is the reality. We are not just another virtual event platform copying whatever people are doing outside. We want to build something very unique and the team, the team is amazing to embrace that. That's awesome. I love your Sunday call example. My co-founders and I have been meeting every Sunday morning at 9.30 in the morning um, for five and a half years. Uh, and to your point, it's, there's not a lot going on in my case, at the time we started the company, our kids were all, uh, like teenagers or in college, so they don't wake up till noon. So it wasn't a big burden to like nice. show up, but, but having that consistent communications, uh, meant that, you know, like you, when you're seeing these things, you're catching them in a time when you could spend an hour talking about one topic, if that was the most important thing for you to work on. So setting up those processes, uh, you know, our leadership team, we spend 15 minutes a night, every night we have a standup, but usually it's at 545. And so to that same thing, when you're, if you do it all the time, when things start to get weird, you're ready. You're, you know, so putting some of those things in place is really smart. I'm, I'm curious, as you look at the future, we are doing a lot more virtually. There's a lot of people who want to bring in-person events back, although it's going to be a bumpy ride for the next year. Do you see hybrid, virtual, entirely in-person events? Um, do you see that mix continuing? Do you see something new that might be on the horizon? Sort of fast forward five years, let's say we get through this lumpy period. What is what does it look like for InEvent as a company or for the future of events in general? And um, I promise you, we we're going to hold you to 100% account on whatever it is that you say. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So like the idea, the, the thing is, uh, the future is already here in place. Some things are not uh, able to do right now to deliver, especially because we cannot have a, uh, a big group of people together. But I have seen small events going on. We have our customers doing this in some venues with a large um, social distance. And everything we're going to happen. We're going to see in-person only events going back. Like those people, they say, us, for example, in, in the event, we are planning our um, annual retreats. We have our annual summer just for employees. And we want to bring everyone in person. Like even we, we are a virtual event platform, we don't want people, uh, because also we we hire remote people. So we have people in Asia, Europe, Africa, Latin America, here in the US, everywhere. We want to bring them all together. And we don't want to have any live streaming going on. We can record the session and people can watch later, especially because we have 24 seven support 
so they can watch some sessions later. But uh, we want to build in-person events again. And we have customers, they will do all the other options. We have seen customers, for example, hosting 10 different locations at the same day and time. So we have people coming from 10 different locations, usually from one continent, such as like Europe or Asia, and they connect in their own time zone, but in the same virtual lobby. And in this lobby, they can um, have interactions in their own languages. So they have private sessions just for Italian or for Spanish or for French people. And they can, they can make them um, uh, come together in their same language. And then they have English sessions for everyone with audio translation. So we have AI, we have AI transcription going on. Uh, and this is something that is already happening, it's going on. Uh, and five years from now, we're just gonna see this a standard. Like it will be normal for us to have a technology that allows me to go to the event in person or online, I will be able to uh, have one-on-one -on -one video calls. Like a, you can be in the venue, I will be remote, you as a sponsor, for example. So you as a sponsor, uh, usually more like a, in the venue, you'll be able to meet people online, have like a one-on-one -on -one virtual meetings in the same platform, the same virtual event uh, ecosystem. And all those things, like uh, people are finding a way to put those pieces together. So more and more the technology, technologies will uh, evolve, will, will embrace different options. I have seen also speakers coming from different places. Sometimes you are in the venue and the speaker cannot be there. So you put a, a big screen, uh, usually like a, you put a, a portrait format. So instead of landscape, it's like it's nice that you put a, like a, a, a portrait format of the video and they can watch the speaker as they are there. But most of the people, they really want to have the, the options. Give me all the options. I will be connected. When we go to events, we are always in our smartphone or in our tablets, connect with doing all the things. So the, the thing is we needed to uh, potentialize all the options and each one of the attendees will create their own experience, will create their own event experience. So it's more and more technology and the, the, the event professionals will get better and better. That's also why we send the future uh, a marketplace to, uh, that you can contract local partners. So today, if you are hosting one event in London, for example, what are you gonna do? It's hard sometimes to find local partners that will be able to host this event there in London, but at the same time, you're gonna have a, a global audience. So we, will, uh, we are looking to provide those partners, people and with the right technology to create those experience anywhere in the world. Well, to your point, the the localization piece of it is gives you a leverage point. I used to do a lot of events where people would fly their whole teams right into a place. And most of the skill sets that were being transported were common, right? It's not like it was, it was particularly proprietary to that event. So it's, and that reduces some of the costs and, and creates new opportunities. So with that travel part in mind, I'm curious about you and your team. Um, I know you've grown quite a bit, uh, you probably have a few hundred employees at this point, and I'm guessing that they're they're spread out. How are you thinking about business travel 
uh, for you and your team at this point with, um, you know, within, uh, you know, your business frame and then, and, and then within the, the context of your customers and clients? Yeah, that's great. So local, local travel will booming. Like uh, first, uh, we see like uh, people flying inside their country. That is going to grow a lot. Uh, I, I am going to uh, one event in August. Uh, we'll be in the hotel for three days. We're going to have people remote that won't be able to be there in person, also attend the event. So those uh, executive people or specific employees in the company, we will always provide the this option. I think uh, people will still want to, to travel. It's something that's part of our culture. We want to meet each other face to face. And we see the, the local travel will is growing a lot, is growing more and more. Even like if we see some of the maps in the US, US flights one year ago and today, it's very similar, the, 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 the flights in the country. And, and this is what we see our customers doing also. Uh, customers in Europe, they are traveling local. Customers here in the US, also they're doing this locally. So, and our platform embrace also this because we, we, can, we can support both things. Uh, even one of the last case studies we had, uh, we were working with a travel agency in Canada. So this travel agency, a lot of um, their locations are not able to travel not right now, but they know it will come back soon. So they want to promote these experiences and create a virtual events to promote what are the best places to travel and, and create a virtual and immersive experiences with the, the travel industry. It's something that works together. There is no events, there is no uh, real uh, event industry without the, the hospitality industry that is also connected with the travel industry. So those three, uh, those three markets are very high connected and they will work more and more with different technologies enabling this. It's awesome. Well, and, and that perspective is really important. I do think that people do want to be together, but they also have times when they want to attend and they can't. And so getting on a plane makes sense. Sometimes being in the same hotel for three days can be a really immersive experience. It's very hard to simulate elsewhere. So I think we're going to see all this play out over time. Um, Vinny, I really appreciate you being here and uh, joining us on Founders Focus. And uh, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening wherever you are. Um, you can continue the conversation on LinkedIn in our Founders Focus LinkedIn group, or you can always grab one-on-one -on -one time with me at foundersfocus.com. And uh, again, thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing conversation.